five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energize Podcast, we are back. Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Very, very well. So, we're here. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Show. So, if you are new to the Energize Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener, welcome back. And how are you doing? How are you doing? So, Barry, what is on today's show? Okay, so on today's show, we're going to be discussing Conor McGregor's court date and everything that has to do with it. Also, coming up very, very soon, it should be announced within the next few weeks, Conor McGregor versus Khabib. So, we're going to discuss where the possible locations of that will be. And then uh, we'll be looking over at UFC Alberta from the weekend. And also this weekend in LA, Cody Garbrandt is taking on TJ Dillashaw for the Bantamweight Championship of the World. And we'll be breaking down the whole card. Man, I'm so proud of you. You always get the weight classes <laughs> I wrong. Know, I know, I know. I had to pause. And then uh, we're going to be looking at some of the boxing news from the weekend as well. So uh, I think we should start off the show with Conor McGregor's court date. And our mate, Keen Cowley's results from, it was Thursday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for ahead. Yeah, um, Conor McGregor showed up to court in New York. Um, he made a plea deal with the New York Judicial DA or whatever, the district attorney in New York. Yeah. And he basically pleaded guilty to the charges. Um, he won't have a criminal record. And he has to do five days community service as well as pay to pay for the damages to the bus. Apparently, he's already paid for the damages to the bus already. How much would you say that would have been about? Well, the bus would have cost no more than thirty grand, really, like, would it? Well, some of those buses are really expensive. You'd be surprised how expensive they are. Yeah, but the windows um, weren't like bulletproof or dolly proof. Well, so. I, in fairness, I'd say forty grand max. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You might have to pay off. The bus driver for a couple of weeks' wages. The bus driver was probably like, can't work the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll never watch the McGregor fight again. Like. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe I'd say that. In fairness, it depends on whether you count like whether you would have fought again in the meantime, etc., etc. On how much he's lost, but he's lost all the time more so than anything. So Conor McGregor business is back open. It's back open. Yeah, hotter than ever. Really, like yeah. It was. Who would have thought like smashing a window would actually. Boost your revenue. Oh, before we move off the the plea agreement, yeah. watch you make a Robbie Fox there again, the super fan from Barstool Sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen the video of Barstool Sports, there is a guy who, his name is Robbie, he works with them, and uh, he dresses up as a Conor McGregor super fan. In the first court day, he went and he was like, holding up these signs saying, Conor McGregor, he's, he's innocent. And they like, edited the footage to make him look like he did it and he wasn't yeah. even there. But uh, he was back again, and uh, funny guy. I mean, some people just try to make anything to make go viral, and he did a very good job at it. Yeah, he, he was doing this perfect thing of um, he had a free Connor sign, and he was trying to show it in the back of an Ariel Hawani interview, yeah. and the camera kept on trying to like, get him out, and he just <laughs> moved to where the camera yeah. was. It was brilliant. Yeah, very smart. He, he was also doing like videos saying it's a conspiracy theory. Connor was in Ireland at the time; it wasn't there. Yeah, and he, he was trying to politely knock on the window to get Khabib out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought it was brilliant because, like, 
if anyone took him seriously, well, then you have to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, no, reporters I mean? there actually did. Did they? Uh, yeah, and, and he was saying stuff like uh, he got started on by Floyd Mayweather's dad and that uh, all the stuff. I don't know. It was just outrageous, and they were writing it all down. Because like, <laughs> as it went on, you try to get more outrageous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was funny stuff, yeah. And then 50 Cent showed up. No. <laughs> I was like, did he? No. Um, okay, so obviously that's all sorted. Five days of like community service you'll probably be like talking to miss like kids underprivileged under, yeah yeah something like that uh but um and the fine obviously you'd be it sounds like less than 100 grand anyway oh, i did see a funny meme of uh him picking up like litter in or trash as the americans call it in in a 3d yeah. suit yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh conor mcgregor now it's basically sorted now the conor mcgregor's going to take on khabib obviously over the weekend dustin poirier fought El- eddie alvarez but that doesn't really seem like one of them is going to fight Khabib for the title. So Conor McGregor versus Khabib, I think should be finalized after this week because after this week, there is no UFC for like three weeks. So the UFC are going to have to put something into that slot to... They need content. They need content, yeah. They need that Twitter, Bebo, Facebook, MySpace content. And uh, And maybe even the gram. And maybe even the gram. I actually forgot that. But... uh, Conor McGregor versus Khabib. It's going to be sort of the next three weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Khabib was over over in Calgary for the fights this weekend. And Khabib wasn't there for the fights. He wasn't there to see the winner of Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Before, before the weigh-ins, he was actually on stage answering questions as well. Yeah. Some of the questions were so stupid. Like, they were just... So like um, you gotta kick uh, his head. Like, there's no, like, question. It was just shouting on a microphone. Yeah, but, but too many people, when you get a load of gargling into them and put a microphone in their face... They think this is their moment to shine. Yeah. And it's just not. Yeah. And a lot of the questions just weren't questions for a start. They were just statements. And then yeah. people thought that this is their moment to shine. But the camera actually never pans to the crowd. They've changed it now. It used to pan to the crowd and you'd see the person ask the question. But yeah. obviously they realised people were trying to become famous doing the questions. So therefore they don't do that anymore. And now they're just, the camera stays on Khabib the yeah. whole time. I was, I was watching it and some guy was like, I want to shout out this guy. And then he like gave like five or six shout outs. And everyone's yeah. like, Doing them, it was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. One shout out to you, like your best mate would be fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But like, oh, shout out to my mate yeah. Barry could be here today. Yeah, yeah. Grant. But and then someone was like, um, can I get a photograph with you? And then you just went down and got a photo. Yeah, it's like you're wasting time. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah they're all licking his ass. The photo. But the thing is, it yeah. seems like any time any fighters there, they're just licking their ass yeah. anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like somebody got real graphic. He was like. Fuck them, Connor, nut huggers, and all this shit. And it was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, although Michael Bisping was getting loads of love at it, he was obviously standing off the side. And there was a lot of people saying, Love Bisbee. And they kept yeah. him, and they kept on saying, I love when you knocked out Luke Rockhold. And like, Khabib obviously trades to Luke Rockhold. He was like, Stop oh, yeah. saying that. Stop yeah. saying that. Yeah. But, uh, look, I mean, fans are fans, you know. Khabib obviously did the UFC a favour he said here look I'll do a Q&A or whatever or they asked him to do a Q&A yeah. whatever but Khabib that's wasn't there yeah, for that's... the fights he was there talking to Dana White getting yeah. dates sorted for Khabib versus Connor. yeah um, okay realistically it's going to happen this year uh, we've mm. obviously we've had Keen Cowley on the show he said it's going to happen this year uh, John Kavanagh said it's yeah. going to happen this year I, I, I went to Robin Black's show and John Kavanagh was on stage and I asked him the situation uh, what's basically in store for Connor, and he said that it's going to happen this year as well. Dana White said it's going to happen this year. Dana White said after Dana the show. Dana White said him and Connor McGregor are back on good terms. Yeah. Like, the fight's going to happen this year, yeah. 
and there's only three possible dates for it. Yeah. So so, so I, I wrote them down here just before Ross in, uh, gets it wrong. Uh, <laughs> okay. So the possibilities are UC two two nine October sixth in Las Vegas, then UC two thirty on November third in New York in Madison Square Garden. And then UFC 232 on December 29th in Las Vegas. They're the three that there is a possibility of. UFC 231 is actually in Toronto, but it's not going to be there. It's either going to be Vegas or New York. Last week's show, I said I thought it would be in New York. Ross said he thought it was going to be in Vegas. Ross, what, what are we thinking now? Come on. Okay. First of all, if you're looking for the missing date there, it's UFC 231. It's in... Um, Toronto and Canada don't, won't be there. Don't worry, sorry, I just sorry. said that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, it won't be there. <laughs> right, UFC 229, October 6th. Realistically, if Conor McGregor's court date was fixed in June, I think this would be the date we'd be looking for. But because it's July and we're August, September, October, we're basically in August already, September, yeah. October, I think it needs longer to build. It's a little. That's a little, a little over two months. Yeah, I think it's a little too short to build. I wouldn't be surprised... You could get it done, but I wouldn't be surprised if UFC tried to make this as big as McGregor Mayweather. I want to see plenty of time to hype this up. I also want to see plenty of time for McGregor to get in shape. Because I know he has looked like he's been training very hard, but he's also been at a lot of social events. He looks like he's been drinking a bit. And I don't want to see Conor McGregor on an eight-week training camp. I'd rather see him on a 16-week training camp. Yeah. Well, I want to see him be the best Connor he can be. No, obviously, yeah. Yeah, obviously, so... Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, the Mayweather-McGregor thing was sorted and the fight was on in, in nearly a month and a half. Remember that? It wasn't a big, yeah, huge, true. long, drawn-out, eight-month saga. Yeah, that is true. Where, where are we now? December, it will be six months away. Oh, I'd like, rather see it sooner now, but I think UFC are probably like, this is going to be the end of the year show. That's the way I, I look at them having it. Uh, New York looks to be set to be a middleweight tournament and I wouldn't be surprised to see them do Gaslam versus Whitaker on the top of that card and I don't really see them throwing Khabib versus Connor just randomly in there but I know you said New York and New York New York is probably the ideal location for it you have a lot of Irish in New York you have a lot of Russians in New York it would be absolutely perfect there but I see them closing out the year McGregor versus Khabib that's just my personal opinion yeah um <laughs> I'm only going to disagree with you because I want to see it sooner rather than later. Like, to know I'm going to have to wait another six, well, five months, really. Yeah? Yeah. Four months. Uh, to, to wait another four months for that fight. I know we've waited nearly two years now. Yeah. But uh, I think it's going to be done UFC 229, October 6th, Khabib versus McGregor. I think the only thing that's holding it back right now, Khabib, I think, was on is on like 200 grand a fight. And he's like, look, if Conor McGregor is going to make at least 15 million and the rest, he's not going to be stupid enough to take 200 grand. Yeah. And you can't blame him. I mean, like, no. this is, and he's also the champ as well. Uh, I know the way of previous fights, multiple Conor McGregor fans have been so negative towards who he's fighting as if it's like a war. But, like, I respect Khabib as a fighter. He's 26 now, he's a lightweight champion, uh, one of the scariest guys in the UFC. And, I mean, th- this is going to be unbelievable. So, like, he definitely deserves his payday as well. Because it kills him to make 155. So I almost think that like McGregor should actually fight it sooner. So it will be harder for Khabib to make the weight. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I, I actually agree with you. Yeah. I, 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 you know what? Like you don't want to give I, Khabib I, I, 40 weeks notice to fight yeah. you. Because he'll be perfectly on weight. Can I catch him just around the corner and go boom? Uh, now that you say it Barry. 
I have no problem admitting that. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe October 6th does look like a good day for Conor versus Khabib. Yeah. Not only that, Conor McGregor, if he can, if he's finishes the fight like he thinks he will, it's going to be early. It's, he's going to get yeah. in there and get the job done yeah. fast. I wouldn't be surprised to see him fight UFC 229, do a turnaround yeah. and fight at UFC 232 That's what I was thinking, at the yeah. end of the year. Because he did say he wants to fight twice at the end of the year. And he doesn't really say stuff for the sake of saying stuff no. either. So I would not be surprised to see UFC 229, Conor McGregor versus Khabib. And if he wins, UFC 232, who knows? Then you could put um, Tony Ferguson versus Dustin Poirier in that card. Exactly. They could, the winner of that, he could fight the winner of that. Or he could just go, Nate Diaz, come on back. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? And that would be, be a bigger fight at the end of the year yeah. as well, compared to waiting for Khabib all that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, I think that <clears throat> I think that would be like the smartest thing for McGregor's camp yeah. to do. But the thing is now... I, th- I think everyone still believes that Connor's the champion. They've just seen him yeah. with the belt so many times. Two belts. But the thing is, Khabib's actually the champion. So what happens if Khabib goes in, doesn't make championship weight, and Connor does? Does that mean Khabib can't win the title and McGregor can't? Because that's a serious possibility because Khabib's missed weight a couple of times, almost nearly killed himself to almost make the weight as well. So he's not guaranteed to make 155. I can't actually recall a time where the champion missed weight. Um, I know DC... Like miss weight, then lent on tail and made weight. But um, I can't remember that that's ever happened. I've seen it happen the other way a few times where the challenger misses weight and they have an opportunity yeah. to fight for the title. Mm-hmm. Or when Rockhold fought Romero for an interim title that never existed in the end because Romero won, he missed weight. So I have no idea. Obviously, McGregor would still be fighting for a title. Yeah. But I think what would probably happen is Khabib would be stripped one way or another. Yeah. There'd be a vacant title. And then Khabib would obviously... If he beats Conor McGregor, he will fight for the vacant title next time around. Yeah. You see, Conor McGregor like, obviously knows this is going to be a very, very hard fight. I don't think you could argue this, that if it's, if the fight is over in the first two rounds, Conor will win. Yeah. But if it goes into third, fourth and fifth, Khabib's obviously going to be the favourite. Because yeah. his style, he gets you into quick sand. Mm. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. I heard someone else say that. But, yeah. but um, I think it would be a smart idea to get the fight sooner so Khabib has... Because Khabib finds it hard to make 155, whereas Connor used to fight at 145. So catch him sort of cold. Um, and also, there's going to be so much money on the line that Khabib can't sort of turn it down sooner and be like, no, wait till the end of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean as well? Also, I don't think Khabib has this extraordinarily long fight career ahead of him either. I, I don't think he's mm. looking to fight for the next five years either. Well, I, I, think- I can see him moving up to 170 as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I think I think if there was a hundred and sixty five pound division, he'd fight there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but there isn't. So that one seventy, as big as Khabib is, I just look at Woodley and go, he's massive as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not exactly the right move from. I think he's only just got to one hundred fifty five pound belt. Um, his nutrition seems to be a lot more on point. He seemed to made weight a lot easier last time out for the belt and. I don't think he is going to leave 155 anytime soon. But who knows? If he loses, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, as we saw last time Conor lost, it was against Nate Diaz. And Nate Diaz then turned into a superstar. Mm. Um, what happens if Khabib wins this? Will he be on these like TV programs the way Nate Diaz was? Become a superstar? Because the thing is, more people are going to tune into this fight than they did for his last fight that he beat Eddie Alvarez in. I think if Khabib wins, UFC better hire Khabib a full-time tutor to speak perfect English because 
he is a bit of a superstar as he is already in Russia. Like yeah. people love him in Russia. They think he's the bee's knees. But on this occasion, I think he's going to have a lot better, or he's going to need to have a lot better English to go on US TV and speak to all these UFC or US TV hosts. Yeah, he'll be known as Khabib. Yeah. like don't you worry, Bono is known as Bono. But he'll be yeah. known as Khabib. They won't be like Nurmaga Madoff. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and he, he, every time he should come out, he should just shout like, "What time is it?" And then everyone should go, "Khabib time!" Yeah. It's like that should be his thing. He should like coin that phrase. I feel like he's not. Harping on the Khabib time bandwagon, which he probably should be. If the fight, obviously, if Khabib wins now, it'll it will definitely be in the, the third, fourth, or fifth round. But uh, everyone will be watching this fight, right? Second of all, Khabib comes out with that big, huge like hat thing, Dagestani hat. Yeah. So people are gonna see that and be like, "What is this?" You know, what I mean, they're gonna be so captivated. Whereas like Eddie Alvarez, there's no real look to him. It's not as if he really like gels his hair in any sort of way. Yeah. He has no real like tattoos. If you walk down the road, he wouldn't look as different. Like Khabib stands out like a sore thumb like that, mm. you know? So he'll be, he will go. There'll be re- UFC Reebok branded yeah. Khabib hats. Yeah. There will be, won't there? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure his UFC aren't like, here look, doesn't matter about the Reebok deal. Just sell that Khabib hat quick. Yeah. If this fight had happened a couple of years ago, I think I would have been thinking more Khabib. But after Khabib's performance against Aloy Quinta, wasn't overly blown away by it. Uh, even in his fight before that, stand up wasn't amazing. He still hasn't been knocked out. He's still undefeated. Yeah. But there's something that Connor puts in. The, he was born with in that left hand, and it's not good. It's not just good for cashing checks. It's good for knocking people out. Yeah. And if he, like, the majority of the UFC roster would be like probably the best fighter is Khabib, if not top five best fighters. Right. If Connor goes in and knocks him out straight away. It will. The whole world would just be yeah, taken just, aback. It's a shutdown. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh yeah, disappeared for two years, yeah. came back and bang. Yeah, Khabib's Khabib's the one fifty five guy that Jose Aldo was in the one forty five. Mm. I mean, like we were like, if Conor beats Jose Aldo, this is ridiculous. So if he beats Khabib, we're also like, this is ridiculous as well. And just because Conor McGregor took two years off mixed martial arts, doesn't mean he hasn't put him putting in the work, no. putting the hard tra- graft, and he was training to fight. The best boxer of all time. And definitely the best defensive boxer of all time anyway. Yeah. The best boxer might be debatable. But he was in there. And he was competitive enough that people gave McGregor some rounds. I know people are saying, oh, Mayweather took time off. Or Mayweather gave him a few rounds. <clears throat> you can say what you want. But at the end of the day, Conor McGregor went in there. He even caught Mayweather with an uppercut. With big, massive gloves on. If you're, if you're trying to think that Conor McGregor's boxing skills aren't as sharp now as they have ever been. You're definitely wrong. Yeah. It's uh, as you said before. The last thing you lose is your power. Yeah. And that that left hand. And the funny thing is the way he Conor McGregor even beat Jose Aldo. Um, no one has replicated that since. You know, no one no. else has beaten anyone in ten seconds, knockout mm. straight away, which is mental to believe. You know yeah. what I mean? It's crazy. Even the way like Max Holloway fought a Jose Aldo, he had to like wear him down and then finish him. As opposed to like, McGregor, just has that as Farasa Habi calls it, the death touch. Yeah, the death touch. Yeah. So. We're both agreeing that, first of all, we want it sooner rather than later. And yeah. we also want to see it at UFC 229. But I'd take it anywhere. I'd watch it anywhere, mm. you know? And we both were discussing beforehand. UFC 100% should do some massive press conference and announce UFC 229, UFC 230, UFC 231, and UFC 232. All the main events. Yeah. Get them on a big press conference. They're always brilliant when you do it. And if you can get McGregor on that stage, it's gold dust. It is gold dust. Uh, so let us know in the comments where you want to see that fight happening and when you want to see it happening as well. So, 
if you're actually enjoying the show as well or if you're new to the show make sure to give us a like or a heart or screenshot this and send it to your mates and be like these lads are actually so annoying i can't believe i'm listening to this so we appreciate it so uh we're going to move on to uc alberta that was on over the weekend in good old canada have you ever been to canada no i've never been there but you always keep you keep on calling it alberta but it's calgary even though it's, Cal- it's calgary alberta but like Man, the hashtag UFC Calgary, get it, get it right, will you? Yeah, but sometimes they go hashtag Alberta, hashtag Calgary. So I made sure to put hashtag UFC Canada as well. Um, first of all, over the weekend, in the Saddle Dome, in the Saddle Dome, it was it was it was actually a brilliant card, wasn't it? The fans were very very loud. Yeah, you the liked Canadian it, yeah. fans. Oh, yeah, I liked it. I was only saying to Barry earlier when we were watching Hamburg last week. That felt that felt like a job. That felt like a chore. It felt like. Mm. I had to watch that because we have to do the show and yeah. I didn't actually give a rat about any of the fights. I was sort of intrigued to see how Shogun got on but it might as well have been as intriguing as seeing Nick Newell fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was watching it because the fights were on more so than anything as opposed to I was actually excited for this card So was I. and the fights did not let us down. Yeah. Um, there's I'm just going to go over the main fights and then you can give you can talk about the special mentions mm. as always but uh, we should kick it off in the women's strawweight division Joanna Jancic defeated Tisha Torres by unanimous decision uh, we both actually predicted this before the fight and neither of us looked surprised but when they were actually going in Joanna was a, a, like 5 inches taller Joanna was yeah, like 5 she, foot 6 versus 5 foot 1 dominated she's not called the tiny tornado for nothing yeah but I didn't know she was actually mm. 5 foot 1 like that's leprechaun style you know yeah Joanna just she was too much on the feet for yeah. um, in Tisha Torres did a good job she got it into the clinch at times she got her up against the fence at times but I was actually surprised how much stronger Joanna was especially in the clinch obviously being a Muay Thai fighter clinch is a big part of the Muay Thai game and she got some good knees off his body and what I felt the real difference was in the fight was on the break off the clinch, Joanna got a sort of four to five punch combo off each time, and Torres maybe landed one or two strikes. Uh, Joanna handily won all three rounds, and yeah. I can't wait to see her back in there again. Yeah. And for the first time in a long time, I think Joanna she didn't look too battered after a fight. Yeah. Because she seems to have one of those faces when you punch her, you give her a black eye. Yeah. And she looked great. I'd love to see her get back in there again soon. Th- yeah, that was also the first time she's fought a three round fight as well, and God knows how long. Um, yeah, yeah about like eight or nine. Eight, yeah, nine definitely. At least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, also, she's been trained at this since she was like six or seven. Whereas, yeah. like, Tisha Torres sort of got into it a bit later. And then, once you once it's like in your mm. arsenal, it's hard to catch up, you know? I, I think when you know some strengths come up underneath their name as they walk into the Oxcon, yeah. it, was, it was like, oh, former UFC uh, Strawway champion, former this, and I was like, 11 time world Muay Thai I was like Jesus Christ 11 times yeah. like, that's a lot Yeah, she's not messing around yeah uh, then in the featherweight division Jose Aldo defeated Jeremy Stevens by TKO that was in the second round was it first first round first round okay um, what did you make of this man this was this this was, uh, before we went in I think I actually backed Stevens and you backed Aldo yeah um, it's because Aldo hasn't been the same really you since, know what But I actually never told you this but I'm going to tell you now live for all the Android listeners to win. Don't. I actually had a massive bet on this fight. Well, not on this fight. I, I, had, a, I had an accumulator on. Yeah. And, uh, okay, that's not a surprise. You do yeah. that every week. Yeah, okay. Well, I bet seven euro. And I haven't even told you. I won over 300 euro on this weekend. Uh, and the one thing that made my bet massive was Jose Aldo was 10 to 1 to win by knockout. I just thought that was frighteningly good odds. So that was one of the major things that upped my bet. Okay. And, uh, oh, hold on. 
did you say every fight that you thought on the show would win? Did you say that? Uh, the only what one that got wrong was Eddie Alvarez. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, no, my point was like, if people are actually listening. Yeah. Oh, definitely. When, when we give five predictions, like, they're real. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. As in, like, yeah. oh, you go and put money on them yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, then anytime Ross actually wins, he's like, do you want a drink? <laughs> it's <laughs> it like, his new shirt. Like, it's like, I'll get the food. Yeah. Lads. It's like, Although, I made you buy the popcorn for yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I, I, was, I was looking at that and going, Jose Aldo, he's still a killer. If you look at Jose Aldo's last couple of losses, he lost to Conor McGregor and Max Holloway twice. Yeah. They're the absolute elite of the elite mixed martial arts. I think a lot of people thought Jose Aldo was a downward spiral. His career trajectory was going downhill. He wasn't the same fighter he was. I looked at Jose Aldo versus Max Holloway and go, Jose Aldo in round one and two, he's still an absolute killer. He's as good as anyone. And this was the first time in over nine years Jose Aldo fought a three-round fight. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. If you put Jose Aldo in a three-round fight against Max Holloway, I'd consider backing Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo in the first three rounds is an absolute killer. His head movement is better than anyone else's in the UFC, bar the time he got punched in the face by Conor McGregor. <laughs> but his head movement and his boxing is so proficient. He's willing to take a shot to give a shot. He's full back in confidence himself. And I look at Jeremy Stevens and I just look at the guy. He's like almost the Donald Cerrone of his division. Yeah. As in, anyone who is a world champion, is probably going to beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, Jeremy oh, he's, he's had impressive wins as well. He beat RDA before he, as well. So. Yeah, he has. Um, I just look at, in terms of recent, he, he's lost to Max Holloway. He's lost to Frankie Edgar. He's lost to Jose Aldo now. I, I feel like Jeremy Stevens' hunt for a title shot is probably over. Yeah. But that liver shot Aldo hit him with, absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Hadn't seen something like that uh, in a while. No. And it just shows how hard Aldo hits. Yeah. He he's an absolute killer. He looked great, and you know what? I was sort of watching the when I was watching the fight, and I was listening to the commentary. It was all very much Jeremy Stevens doing great. Jeremy Stevens doing great until Aldo came back, and I couldn't believe that Jeremy Stevens actually went into this fight as the betting favorite. Mm, maybe because he fought heavier, but like, so who who actually officially does the odds? You know what I mean? Oh, it's well, it, it comes down to basically just means that. People bet so much on Jeremy Stevens going to this fight that he then became the favourite. That's how the oh, odds okay, work. Yeah. So like okay. you, you, you back someone in to be in the favour. Okay. Um, but look, a lot of people said they they were thought Stevens going to win. You thought Stevens going to win. I just look at Jose Aldo and go, he's not done yet. He's not done yet. He's and only like 30, wasn't he? Yeah. Or was it 29, 30, 31? Yeah. Like still young. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, he's not going to lose his technique. He might no. not be as fast. And he might maybe lose a small bit of power. But his technique is still... As good as anyone's. And the fact that I saw Jeremy Stevens said going into the fight, oh, I could do better leg kicks than Aldo. And I was just like, I don't think he can, but yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I just, I just listened to that and I was like, if you, I think he was like overconfident in his striking ability in, up against Aldo's. That was just my opinion on yeah. it. And Jose Aldo, what a win. Yeah. Uh, completely, him and Yoani and Jacek, it was like watching the male and female version of each other. Their yeah. stories like rise back up. Yeah, did you um, see the photograph after with the yeah. two of them hanging out? Yeah, like absolute career resurgence. Uh, what did you make after the way he started crying and stuff? He was so emotional, uh, Jose Aldo. It was, uh, it, it was, it was sort of weird if you think about it because obviously his world got turned upside down mm. when he had to fight Conor McGregor and then the amount of shtick he mm. would have gotten there over the last couple of years and seeing how much it actually means to him. I, I know obviously a while ago we're, when he was fighting McGregor we felt like he was fighting our brother in a way yeah. you know, or a relative but 
you couldn't help but be like, oh, jeez, he's like, he actually is a real person, and look what his his career is done, like he's done for his career. You know what I mean? Because he's still, he's still definitely one of the best ever in, in the featherweight division, let yeah. alone in the UFC. You know. Well, I think this was actually his third time fighting in Canada as well, so I think that probably helped him a lot. There seemed to be a good Brazilian amount of people in the crowd, and then on top of that, put it this way: if I was from Canada and I had seen someone fight twice again. And if you even fight for a third time, I'm probably going to cheer for them as well. Yeah. So the crowd were very much on Aldo's side. They thought uh, he, like, he did an absolute spectacular performance. He hadn't tasted victory in about two, two years. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing. Yeah. I think that was sort of yeah. his moment. Yeah. You know I, mean? I remember when we originally first started covering MMA and like, I was more like, I was more like on Connor's side mm-hmm. and then against whoever was against Connor. But now I even find myself watching, like, like supporting Eddie Alvarez and supporting it's Dustin Poirier and supporting Chad everyone, Mendes. Everyone he's beaten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I've, as I've grown into the sport as well, I've, I've, like, appreciate what everyone actually does, you know. And, like, obviously, since Conor hasn't fought in two years, you can't just, if you don't support anyone, you're not going to follow the show. Yeah, but if you yeah. actually look at after how successful everyone Conor's fought of the Operation guys... After he beat them, it's extraordinarily impressive. Yeah, not many people could uh, could argue that. Uh, forgot to ask you, who do you want to see Yuani and JH fight next? And also, who do you want to see Jose Aldo fight next? Great questions. I wouldn't be surprised if they did Yuani and JH versus Michelle Watterson. Now, I think it'd be a very lopsided decision, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised. Like that could easily be another UFC on Fox main event. Okay, uh, definitely for name recognition uh, sense. But if they're not going to do Jessica Andrade. Versus Yoan, or versus Rose Namajunas, I'd be well up for watching that fight because I think Jessica Andrade. I know she lost here on the first time around, but she's looked very good. And when she beat Claudia Gadelia, she looked very very impressed yeah. doing that. I saw Claudia Gadelia called out uh, Rose as well. Yeah, but I don't really see that happening again. Like Jessica Andrade, anyway. no, I don't think so. But uh, Jose Aldo, where's he go from here? Jose Aldo. A lot of it's gonna come down to whether or when Max Holloway is back. If Max Holloway, they're like, hey, look, he's out indefinitely. We don't know when we're going to get clearance for him to fight again. Because people were talking about him have a stroke, yeah. brain trauma. If I was the UFC, Then it's Brian Ortega versus yeah, yeah, Jose yeah. Aldo. If I was the UFC, I'd be like, here, look, Max Holloway. If Conor McGregor comes back, they're like, right here, Max Holloway. We don't need right now. You get healthy Better, yeah. and come back in 2019. Because yeah. you still have to make 145, which yeah. is... Not easy for yeah. his size. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, Brian Ortega versus Jose Aldo would be good. Yeah, um, or... or if. Yeah, but if Max Holloway beats Brian Ortega, then Jose Aldo can't take on Max Holloway again. No. If they're going to do Ortega versus Holloway, then Jose Aldo fights the winner of Cub Swanson versus Hanato uh, Moicano, which is on this weekend. Because their schedules line up, especially if it's Cub Swanson. Okay. But, uh, moving on to the main <laughs> event of the evening. I love the way I do that. I just try to catch it like surprise. You're never ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you've never seen Bruce Buffer announce Ross, the champ Cadwell, on the stage, you have to check it out. And if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, DM us and we'll send it to you. But uh, in the main event, Dustin the Diamond Standard, Poirier, defeated Eddie Alvarez in the lightweight division by TKO. Uh, this was the second time they fought and this was just as exciting. It was very reminiscent of the first <laughs> time they fought. Yeah. Um, this, this is the way the fight exactly played yeah. Hold out. On, before you start, before you start, right? Do you remember previously, anytime Eddie Alvarez fights, I hear is his wife going, Eddie! Yeah. Shouting, right? Yeah. And the, the fight started, right? And all you hear is, Eddie! And I was like, how did I forget that she does that? <laughs> she needs like a muzzle. Do you remember that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I, just, I, oh, like, I actually didn't notice this time. Did you know? so, yeah, I was no, like, Grant, thank God. No, it's because I was like staring at it so close and I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. It's, it's one of those things where 
Now, because you'll have to listen to it next time Eddie Alvarez fights, or if you go back and watch an Eddie Alvarez yeah. fight, you'll never forget. I don't understand why he hasn't said to her, you, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's distracting. And yeah. also, like, I can't hear my corner. Yeah. We're trying to give me fight advice. I know. And all I, you're doing is scream my name over and over again. I know it's really annoying, but, like, imagine that was back in Pride over yeah. in Japan, the way oh, yeah. no one speaks and you just hear her shouting. Yeah. But in fairness, I mean, it means she's into it, like, you know what I mean? Which is sort of cool in a way. Man, I just thought of an excellent idea for us. We should go to Japan. And when the fights are just going, energized, energized. Get the, like, whole crowd Get the whole crowd going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. what, um, in fairness, you should be going like, let's go, Eddie, let's go. Something like that. That would be better than her, like, screaming. Yeah. But it means, like, she's, she's obviously mad into it, like, yeah. you know, like, but, uh, imagine that wasn't the wife, it was just super fun. Yeah, that'd be actually weird as well. But, uh, <laughs> Dustin Poirier, the new, um, uh, what's it called? The belting. The new total contender. No, don't throw away Eddie Alvarez. Oh, beat. the king of violence. Yeah, the new... Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah king of violence, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because he wore a crown. Or, well, he, the picture was him drawing with a crown yeah. on Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. yeah, the new undisputed king of violence. Yeah. Because he also beat Gaethje as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Sorry, go on about the fight. Yeah, the fight played out exactly the way the first one did. Um, my, my opinion on the fight was, Poirier was going to come out strong. He was going to hit Eddie with some clean shots, which he did, exactly what it went. But... This time, he landed those, that one or two blows. That was too much for Alvarez to come back from. Because even when Poirier was teeing off on Alvarez, Alvarez still did this thing where he, it was almost like he counted the shots. He was like, one, two, three, four. I got hit four times. And then he's like, right. And then he threw back a one, two. You're, you're missing the main part of this. Eddie Alvarez was on top of Dustin Poirier and he gave him an elbow from, what, 12 to 6. And yeah. then the, who was it? Goddard, was it? Mark, Mark Goddard. Mark, Mark Goddard stood them up. Uh, and then yeah. Poirier took over and then just finished him off. Yeah. It was a very impressive performance. They're, they're so equally matched. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I think... I think Poirier's got that bit more speed on side. And reach. Uh, yeah, oh, no. bit, yeah, reach. No, I think he does have a reach on him. Did he? Yeah. yeah okay. But I also think he's got that... Uh, he's that bit more technical on the boxing. Yeah. As opposed to Eddie Alvarez will let himself get into a slugfest. Yeah. And he'll just like close his eyes and swing. Yeah. As opposed to Poirier has that bit more... Technique, yeah, a bit yeah. more technique yeah. to his to his punches. The twelve six silver was a big moment to fight, but I, I just remember when it comes to the finish, it was almost like a reverse opposite of the finish last time. That Alvarez Alvarez threw the knee in, uh, this time Poirier threw a knee in, and then got him up against the cage and yeah. just unloaded him. Great fight, great fight by two lads who did very very well. Absolute veterans. My only concern about the end of this fight now is that that was Eddie Alvarez's last fight and his contract and yeah. he lost. So I hope UFC resigns him because there's plenty more lightweights I'd like to see Eddie Alvarez yeah. fight next. Uh, Poirier, where does he go from this? Obviously, we discussed Connor is going to take on Khabib next. Yeah. After the fight, Poirier called out Khabib. Put Khabib. It on, yeah, he, he put it out on his Instagram as well. Um, t- what's probably best with Poirier? Either taking on Tony Ferguson or Kevin Lee are the only two fights I can really see happening. Yeah. Um, the way I, saw, I see this going down, Dustin Poirier was already asked and he said... Basically, he'd rather fight Conor McGregor because he'd get more money than fight Khabib. So, I wouldn't be surprised if UFC ter- turned to Dustin Poirier and go, here, look, we'll give you 100 grand. Get ready. You're the replacement for Khabib versus Conor. Yep. And that's what his, his job is next. And then, if he is going to actually take a fight, him versus Tony Ferguson is the fight I'd like to see next because that's basically a number one contender fight for the title. Yeah, same here. Uh, is there any other fight fighters that uh, you want to say give a shout um, out to? Alex Hernandez beat uh, Oben Mercier, which was an impressive game because he's 
undefeated and he's in the lightweight rankings now so fair play to him that was very very impressive and then Islam Makachev water performance he's Khabib's training partner and Khabib and him did the interview together uh, after the fight he looks very very impressive armbar in the first round against Cajun Johnson who's definitely getting cut from the UFC he went to shake Dana White's hand to weigh ins and did the thing where you like yeah saw that yeah yeah he's the fellow who was saying he hates Dana White and hates the UFC so like he's definitely getting cut yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And then our mate, Ion Cotibla. Yeah. yeah. He won by knockout. Which, I missed that. Did, did, he, say. did he do the walk over across the octagon? I actually didn't see him at okay. entrance. So I'd actually turn on the fights and he was already in the octagon. But yeah, because yeah, the box, was, this, this card actually started early. The boxing was also on. Yeah. And also, man, you were playing Liverpool as well. Yeah, well, I was like, I was, I was, me and Barry were saying, you need a bloody studio with about 40 screens yeah, with all the sports yeah, going yeah. on. There was a lot of action, yeah. Yeah, action. so I, I didn't actually see it, but I, I saw the whole fight and... He got taken down early, but then he got back up and got the knockout. And he, I think he's our favorite fighter in the light heavyweight division, isn't he? Yeah, he's just a monster. You said Hakeem won, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. I wasn't that impressed. Okay. Uh, overall, what do you think? Make the card. <laughs> um, what would you give it out of ten? This is nine out of ten card. UFC Calgary, perfect card, perfect audience, perfect fighters, a real fight fans card. Yeah, it almost doesn't matter if it doesn't have the star power, but as long as the fights are actually of high quality. Yeah. Because I'd rather watch a card with no star power, but high quality fights, rather mm. than high star power and shit fights. You know what I mean? Yeah, I also think you need a higher quality fight from welterweight or lower. Because they're like, in terms of like technique and skill, they're like the very pinnacle of skill-wise. They're the very best at that level of sport, so... You need that. You can't. Sometimes you throw two heavyweights on, and someone gets knocked out, and it's great. Or they're knackered after two minutes. And yeah. Just like what's going on? And it goes the decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, great card in Canada, and they're going back again soon for UFC two thirty one. Yeah. Okay, so this weekend is UFC two twenty seven. Um, myself and Ross were at UFC two seventeen in New York when Cody Garbrandt fought TJ Dillashaw the first time. Uh, we actually ended up back at TJ Dillashaw's after party and I absolutely wrecked his head. But uh, you'll see that picture going up today to post a picture. But uh, you see 227s this weekend. Uh, Ross, where do you want to start? Um, I think we should almost start like we did for the UFC calorie card. Third third from the top, uh, which I think is actually going to be Cubs Hansen versus Hanato Moicano. Okay, go ahead. Hanato um, Moicano, I think he's only ever lost one fight in the UFC, and that was to Brian Ortega. Very good, very good fighter. He's also fighting Cubs Hansen, who is on back-to-back losses now to Frankie Edgar and Brian, and Brian Ortega now, is he? I feel like he is. Yeah. And um, then he beat, he beat Art before that. Also, yeah. he's training with DJ, TJ Dillashaw. I, I, I saw point. that. Yeah. I was like, very impressed. Like, the work they were doing, I was like, that's that's the way you love that those training yeah. montages. And he didn't look as tired as TJ. No, he actually looked fitter and yeah. better at it. Didn't yeah, he? but I wasn't even sure Cub Swanson was on this card. So that was strange. Yeah, I was very, very impressed with Cub Swanson. And then seeing the fact that he's training with TJ Dillashaw, he's clearly sparring with TJ Dillashaw yeah. as well. Yeah. And Moicano's actually very good at leg kicks, very good striking. I almost think TJ Dillashaw would be perfect to mimic him. And I feel like Cub Swanson's probably very good to mimic Cody Garbrandt. So it's probably perfect them training together. So if I was going to do a double, I'd be like Cub Swanson and TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. I like the way we started with the three and then go back and look over the other yeah. fights. But uh, then in the flyweight division, Demetrius Johnson, who's a champion, is taking on Henry Cejudo for the second time. Uh, Demetrius Johnson can make more history and defending his belt is 11 times yeah. or 12. He, I think... Last time he beat Anderson Silva's record, yeah. and this would be number eleven. 
title defense in a row. The only the only ever flyweight champion. I know it's actually crazy to yeah. think when Demetrius Johnson became flyweight champion, Ronda Rousey hadn't fought in the UFC yet. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And now she's fought, become global superstar, got badly beaten, and retired and all at the same time. Demetrius Johnson was still the one and only UFC flyweight champion. Yeah. The closest he was ever... My mate. Yeah, the, the closest <laughs> he's ever been to getting knocked out was when you headbutted him. Yeah. You, at a, <laughs> UFC yeah, he was rocked. He was rocked. But uh, Demetrius Johnson, like, time and time and time and time and time again proves how good he is. And it's actually ridiculous if his last fight against um, Ray Borg, where in, in midair he pulls out the armbar, which was absolutely... Like, it was just actually insane. Um, he's already beat Henry Cejudo before. Henry Cejudo... Uh, an Olympic champion in, be- in Beijing for wrestling. Is it just going to be the same thing again, Demetrius Johnson with the win, yeah? I always say, when two people fight and one person wins, usually the younger person, if they win, and they fight the second time round, they win, except second time round only easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think Demetrius Johnson, he's a much better boxer. And you know what? I'm going to even go out and say it. Demetrius Johnson is a better mixed martial arts wrestler than... Henry Sudo is his speed and level changes are frightening. His submission ability is uncanny. He's submitted his last two opponents. He submitted Wilson Hayes as well, black belt yep. jiu-jitsu by armbar. He's and not a lot of people are getting armbar submissions in these days either. No. And he's just getting them in like there's no tomorrow. Extremely impressive everywhere the fight goes. And I just don't see how Henry Sudo can beat him anywhere. I know yeah. Demetrius is too good. And also, he's taken a very long time period off, so like yeah, he, has. he hasn't been sparring that much, obviously, so he's not been getting hit, so like it's not like he's got a bad chin or anything. Yeah. Also, we're always biased towards people who we're mates with. Yeah, but I think, you know, I've always loved Demetrius Johnson. I think he, he's <laughs> more CTV every single time. And look, I actually really like Henry Cejudo. If Henry Cejudo's fighting anyone else, I go, oh, I like Henry Cejudo. Nice guy, yeah, nice yeah, guy. Nice guy. Joe, Joe, his coach, I think it's his boxing coach, wrecks my head with the glasses. Yeah. And then like, he's trying to look like a Pokemon character or something. I don't mm. know what he's doing. but uh, Another thing no. Henry Cejudo needs to realise is that when you fight Demetrius Johnson, Johnson and you're, you're looking to sell a pay-per-view, you have to realise you're the bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He should probably be insulting Demetrius Johnson say a few negative things about him to get people more interested in the fight. I think people don't know this fight's even happened. No, I don't think that. You know what I mean? Let us know if you know this fight has happened. Yeah, because... It's almost forgotten about, you know what I mean? It is. Yeah. If someone goes, Ross 227, I'm like, oh yeah, uh, Dillashaw Garbrandt too, and be like, what's coming? And it'd be like, uh, hold on, uh, oh, Demetrius Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, you'll have to think. Yeah. But, uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. <laughs> if you haven't seen Ross getting announced by Bruce Buffer onto the stage, let us know. But, uh, we'll DM you, because we <laughs> haven't said that already. We <laughs> haven't said that. Uh, in the Bantamweight division, TJ Dillashaw has taken on Cody Garbrandt for the Bantamweight Championship of the world, obviously. Uh, last time out in New York, TJ beat Cody Garbrandt in the second round by knockout. Uh, one of the most infamous photos ever is when TJ went up to Cody's face after and yeah. shouted in his face. Uh, there's obviously bad blood between these mm. two. This is... This is fight of the year potential again. And I also don't think this is going to be the last time these two guys square up. I don't think it's going to go to the decision either. No. Five no. rounds is too much. No way. No. They, um, they, they, both, they both hit too hard. Yeah. And like, not only do they hit too hard, they're trying to hit harder than they've ever hit before yeah. against one another. Uh, both guys are sort of going to be two different people. Like Both guys are now like dads. Yeah. Uh, both had kids since the last one I fought, which is 
Yeah. Very strange. Uh, Cody was obviously, I think, he was too much on his high horse, got up to mm. the top very too soon, and then was brought back down to earth from TJ. Whereas when TJ lost by decision to Dominic Cruz, he had to fight two more fights to get the title. Yeah. Um, he I also think, taught the world and everything was against him as well. He was yeah. like, they, won't, they don't want me to have the title shot. Yeah. I say it was a lonely place. Mm. I mean, uh, then now, they're, now the rematch is on. Obviously, both guys wanted to actually take on DJ Demetrius Johnson yeah. to become a champ champ. But that's changed now. But they're all on the same card, so you never know what could happen after. But uh, both guys are, are definitely the top two lads in, in the division. Yeah. Both guys are sensational. Yeah. Uh, TJ Dillashaw, like, the way he fights is, is just... Is, one of my favourites, definitely. Yeah. I like the way Garbrandt has, like, knockout Dynamite power. Dynamite in the fists. Yeah. Last time out, Cody actually won the first round. Just and 10-8. Nearly, yeah, and nearly knocked... Uh, if that fight went on 15 seconds longer, Dillashaw yeah. was gone. Yeah, yeah. Before, last time out, we actually thought Cody would win. Yeah. Uh, well, TJ Dillashaw was like Zach Morris. He was saved by the bell. <laughs> he was saved by the bell. And then we were at the after party wrecking his head. Yeah. Ma- mainly me. TJ walked into the party, right? And then I was standing at the door and I slapped him so hard in the back. <laughs> I slapped him so hard. I'm like, but I was so drunk. Like, but like, yeah, what you were like, you were, you were, it was like, you were like, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, was, oh. it was incredible. He, yeah. It was such a good performance. I couldn't believe how fast TJ Dillashaw recovered as well. Yeah. But when you actually go back and watch the fight... And you can see what like Garbrandt's corner men are saying to DJ Dillashaw. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually... Because I'm a massive fan of Justin Buckholz and... Um, Bucko. And Chris Holdsworth. I think they're brilliant coaches and like their insights are so good. When I can see them like goading TJ and not actually coaching Garbrandt in the middle of a fight, I'm like, that's not where their head should be. Yeah. They should be giving Cody Garbrandt the best instructions they can from their corner. They're actually not looking out for their fighter. They're looking... For someone else to lose. Yeah. And it's a bit like. I think Michael Phelps said it best. If you're actually looking where the other person is. But then you're not concentrating on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when. I think they took the eyes off the prize there. They were looking to beat TJ Dillashaw. So badly. As opposed to actually winning, winning the fight themselves. Yeah but. They, they, I think they lost the plot a long time before that. I know Cody won the first round. But even the way they did the ultimate fighter. And mm. then. he was Cody was like far too emotional. Like, yeah. Uh, like. I, I don't think he's like that smart of a guy I don't want to sound bad to the guy now because like I think he's brilliant but mm. like he, he was almost like oh, I have to kill this guy rather than being like do you know what I'll be real smart and tactical about this you know what I mean like, yeah. Yeah, you know even what the mean? way where, like, he pushed McGregor when he was slagging the other shot and he yeah. was like I nearly lost my job over that I was yeah. like what are you talking about like what made you think you nearly lost your job Who he, Cody Garman thought when he pushed McGregor he was going to get like released from the UFC for doing all right, all right. No, but he he needs to like take a step back. I think now having mm. a kid and stuff, he's like, right, I can't just be so trigger happy. Yeah. Uh, also, being a champ and losing, he's hungry to get that yeah. again. He's been putting all these videos out on YouTube about all his training and stuff. And like, he has the best of the best. Um, what are you expecting from this fight? Because I know usually our loyalty stands with people who we've hung around with or annoyed or even held the energized Ireland flag. But uh, what are you expecting from this? Because it's I think it's really just a 50-50 and... Like even the way TJ won it last time, the way he took a step to the side and boom knocked him out. That like that was just on a different level of boxing. That's from sparring Lomachenko stuff. Yeah. It was Lomachenko stuff. What do you expect from this fight? Because this is going to be off the rails. Something's going to blow up, and it's not. It's not going to be like Ngannou versus Mar- uh, Derek Lewis. If this is going to be no show stopping this. LA is so lucky to get to this fight because this is Staples Center. Are you yeah, ready? This is a, a ten out of ten fight. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm looking at this one and. 
I think we. I think I'm excited. Both, no, I was all on the Cody Garbrandt hype train going into the fight. Yeah, but he's I was undefeated. mad about it. He was, he was undefeated. undefeated. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this guy. Anything he just touches them and they go to sleep. Yeah. After watching that first fight, I think TJ Dillashaw's movement is actually that step ahead. Yeah. Of Cody Garbrandt's and watching him do that training, I was like, he's training these new things. He's he's like does a thing where he turns around and catches the ball. I was like, he's next level. He's like oh, no. next level athlete now. Yeah, yeah, but in fairness, so is Cody. Oh, you know yes. I mean? oh, this is so high level it's ridiculous 100% yeah. if, if I have to if I have to I like the way you were like to think it's 50 because now I'm looking at I think it's actually 65 35 to TJ because Cody in his head because he's so emotional he knows he's lost and I don't think that's actually good for him okay. and I think I look at TJ Dillashaw and I just look at him and go every time I've seen TJ Dillashaw fight he's got better every single yeah. time yeah. and I think this time's going to be no different and I think he's going to get the job done I think it's going to be a second-round knockout again, if not first-round knockout. I don't think this fight goes past the third round. TJ is probably coming into his prime now. He's like 31, yeah. 32, whereas Cody's actually quite young. He's like 26, 27, yeah. which is mad to believe. But uh, I can't wait for this fight. It's, it, mm. it's been a very long time since I've been looking forward to a fight as much as this. Yeah. I think maybe when Khabib was meant to fight Tony Ferguson, I was buzzing for that yeah. as well. But like we, that got taken away. But this one is like... This is going to be a shit show. This is going to be also, all the all the belts, you know? Also, I think if TJ Dillashaw was fighting anyone else in the Bantamweight division or Cody Garbrandt was fighting anyone else in the Bantamweight division, we'd actually be cheering for the boat. Yeah, exactly. Don't That's the thing. Yeah. I like both guys. Yeah. You know? I like both guys. That doesn't happen that much, but mm. like both are very in- entertaining. Yeah. Like even look at the way Cody dismantled Dominic Cruz, possibly the best Bantamweight ever. Like totally took the piss out. Yeah. And like I would have bet, like if you were like here, Baz, a hundred euro, you get to bet on who do you want, TJ or Cody. I would have bet on Cody because yeah. he, he was undefeated and he's taller and he was just knocking people out. And at bantamweight, it's not that often you get people just knock yeah. one punch knockout power. Yeah, and he but, just has it. Yeah, but the thing is, they're both so determined. Like this is no joke. Yeah, but this is energized, Baz, and you have to pick. I know you can't say fifty fifty. I know you're gonna have to give us when it comes when it comes to this Saturday in the Sable Center. Who closed the show with a 12 pound gold ba- belt around their waist? Okay, I'm just going to look at it sort of going after. Like, say if, say if Cody won, there'll probably be a trilogy, right? Yeah. But say if TJ won, Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz. And I feel that Dominic Cruz has nearly finished his career, that I'd like to see TJ get that win back because it wasn't 100% Dominic yeah. Cruz beat him last time. So if TJ won, then fought Dominic Cruz next. And then the Cody Garbrandt fight will come again if it's close again. Yeah. Because it will be close. Yeah. But uh, it was the way he delivered that knockout at the very, very end of the last fight. Like, the way he took that Lomachenko step, it was just, uh, that was just a step mm. above nearly every MMA fighter in the, in the, in the Holland Fatari UFC. For me, I'm on the Dillashaw bandwagon. I think he's going to get the job done. <laughs> I think the main difference between the two fighters is TJ's kicking ability is far better than Garbrandt's kicking ability. And I think his ability to land those kicks, yeah. the way he landed the head kick, I don't think Cody Garbrandt has that in his arsenal the way TJ Dillashaw. His kicks are at next level. He's trained with uh, Dwayne Ludwig, who specialises in kicks. And I think that's what makes TJ Dillashaw that step better. Yeah. Who do you think the stadium will be siding with? Will it be going more of TJ or more Cody? I think it's going to probably be more Cody. I feel like Team Alpha Male as a whole bring a lot more people to the table than TJ Dillashaw does. Yeah. I'm going to go TJ as well, um, just because I wrecked his head last time. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, He's our boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, th- make sure to check out that fight yeah. anyway, guys, because that's the fight. That, like, that if, you're, if you're a first-timer, this is the time to check it out. Yeah. But uh, there's also a couple of people fighting on the card. There's uh, We want to give Shane a shout-out. 
our mate from Wales, uh, because his mate, countryman, Brett Johns, is fighting against Pedro Munoz. So uh, we'll obviously be back yeah. Brett Johns. Uh, he was actually a very he, unimpressive last fight. But yeah, he lost to Aljamain Sterling, wasn't yeah, it? Was his last it. fight, he was undefeated before that. But uh, Who else should we look out for, Roscoe? Um, let me see. Oh, Thiago Santos is fighting on the card. He's always very explosive. He's an owner of a UFC wheel kick finish. Um, he's always very explosive on the card. And then also... Ricky Simone was out of Dana White Contender Series, so look out for him as well. But that Be- Brett Johns, Pedro Munoz fight, the winner of that will be fighting someone probably in the top five in Bantamweight division, so definitely look out for that one. Deadly. Yeah. If you're looking forward to the, this weekend's UFC, make sure to screenshot this and give us a shout out or something with it, because you're our mates and we need a shout out. Uh, can't wait for UFC 227 this weekend. Uh, also, last weekend, our mate, Katie Taylor, the queen of Irish boxing and probably international boxing. Yeah. Won in the third round. Came back from a huge dig in like the first or second round. But uh, that's 10-0 now for KT Taylor. Uh, is anyone going to be able to beat her? Like, Yeah, well, me and Barry were actually texting in the middle of the fight. And I actually said to him that I'm almost next to disappointed that her opponent wasn't put up, didn't put up a better fight. In yeah. um, fact, KT Taylor actually got like a bit of a black eye in the yeah, middle yeah, of the fight. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually good to see that she had some bit of adversity to put up with. But look, KT Taylor... She she's smashing everyone, and I actually don't know mo- enough about women's boxing. Is there an opponent out there for her to face? I don't know. Well, she's two belts, and also Eddie Hearn says she should be back by October, so keep an eye out for that. She's that's a quick turnaround, isn't it? Well, yeah, but she's damage. Yeah, she's grand. Like, uh, then also Dylan White defeated Parker and Ross. What did you make of that? And uh, look, I almost think is Parker actually that good now that now that I've seen him fight Joshua. Now that I've seen him fight Dylan White. I'm like, I didn't really know that much about him before. All yeah. I was told is well, he was very good. Yeah, was, you know what I mean? It's like, his promoter said he was great. But what else was going to say? Yeah, I, I was sort of looking for a bit more agility out of him, a bit more in out from White sort of controlled the distance. Yeah. He controlled the fight. He knocked him down in the ninth. He went after him again in the 10th. And then for the 11th and 12th, Parker came back. But he had to come back. He, uh, That's what I want to see from heavyweight boxing. I want to see someone be forced to go for the knockout. It's important to have to get knockout and he did he knocked down Dillian White in the last round well more so Dillian White took a knee and then they closed out the fight went to the decision look White looked very good I'd almost be interested in seeing White fight Joshua again okay Um. quick question do you think Sonny Bill Williams would be Parker I'm going to say no just because I feel like he probably Sonny Bill Williams probably never fought an actual boxer if okay. that makes sense a real boxer yeah. But I can see why you ask because when you put Sonny Billy Williams in the ring he looks like an athlete and he looks like he's going to knock him out. Sonny Billy. I almost feel like I would look at Parker and expect him to have a six pack and he just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of surprising. But, and also all of, his, all of his promotion is with him with a beard and he doesn't have a beard now so he looks like two different people. But uh, quick news as well. Tyson Fury was put a story out today saying that himself taking on Wilder in December could be is in the works and it could be possibly agreed. Uh, you happy about this or what do you think? I want to see Wilder fight some good. I want to see Fury fight some good. If they have to fight her, absolutely. I'd rather they done a Joshua Wilder first fight first. Maybe even did Dillian White on the undercard against Tyson Fury in the co-main event, and then the winners fight each other. I want to see some sort of heavyweight boxing tournament the way that the Bellator heavyweight tournament. Yeah, well, Tyson Fury has a fight lined up in Windsor Park in Northern Ireland, uh, very soon, and then. I don't, it, that Wilder fight could be a bit too soon but that'll be something very good to look forward to in December but uh, that sort of wraps up the boxing the MMA uh, also 
sorry, we did mention that Bellator after signing like about twenty four European prospects. Okay. I think about seven or eight of them are out of SPG. Have like so Richie Coyley, Richie Smullen, Kiefer Crosby, Eon Poscu. Johnny probably, yeah, I probably forgot a few others, but you know we are absolutely incredible news. Great for Ireland. Fair play to them. Uh, obviously, it just means Bellator is going to be probably come to Ireland in 2019, yeah. if not the end of the year. There's a Bama event uh, around there. Yeah. I don't know what it means for Bama, but hopefully everything will be all right. And it's just great to see the Irish prospects doing well. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely be covering that. But uh, I think that sort of wraps up today's show. And obviously, we'll be back again next week with a whole 227 reaction. And I'd say the McGregor competing thing will be almost certainly done. Because yeah. usually at the events, they announce something. But uh, I just want to thank you again for tuning in. Uh, this week, we're also coming out with a Fit Fan Failures podcast as well that a lot of people have been writing a load of questions about. And I'd. I suggest that you probably check it out because uh, it should be very interesting and I'd say it'd probably be one of our most listened to shows but uh, thanks again for tuning in um, as always we try to bring you the best funniest content but unfortunately Ross isn't as funny all the time but today he was on top form making the worst cups of tea Ross actually made cups of tea right you pour the water in then you pour the milk in while the tea bag's in so let us know if you do that as well because if you do that's we- the only way you make cup of tea <laughs> if you do I don't I, I don't want you following us anymore right well guys As always, stay energized.